You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. How many people love the word of God tonight? Can you wave your hands? You love God's word? Do you love Jesus? If you love him, shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Do you love to be in church? If you do, shout a louder amen. amen. Hallelujah. God's word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. If you were not around on Sunday, ooh, you missed too much. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Let's read something from Ephesians 6.12, a scripture that we all know very well. I want to look at two battles this night to learn something from those things we are called to live a victorious life. The Bible says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Whatsoever is born of God. Whatsoever is born of God. Even if a spoon is born of God. It overcomes the world. Because this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. The system of this world... It's against the system of God, but the Bible says whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So we went to some deep stuff on Sunday. <laughs> Amen. Some of the things I said, some people have never heard it before. Both services. All right? And we shall here go into some other things. Because all that people know, you can be limited to a few things. But you need to go deeper in your understanding that you might be able to fellowship better with the Father. Spiritual communication is not for babes. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, Praise the Lord. Otherwise, you are limited. So, if you are not around on Sunday, get the message on Sunday. When I spoke about several covenants that God made with man, and I told you about important men in the Bible, started with Adam, with Enoch, with Abraham, with Moses, with David, and with Jesus Christ. Six covenants and the seventh one eternal covenant. Let's not go back into that, but get Sunday's message and I explain that every covenant there was a part to be kept by man, God's part, and there was a sign for Noah, rainbow, for Abraham, circumcision, and so on and so forth. We looked into that on Sunday. So tonight, that I'm reading this place for a reason. So the system of this world. It's against the system of God. So the Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Now, these are the four divisions of the realm of the spirit under Satan. So Satan too has a kingdom that is well organized, and the kingdom, they consist of these forces of darkness. But the Bible says, so the idea of we wrestling with them, it means that there is a kind of contest. There's a kind of battle going on, but we don't fight by cursing. We don't fight. We, are, we, we don't fight by getting ourselves busy. I want to show you tonight uh, how we are supposed to fight because this battle happened in Revelation chapter 12 and it's similar to the battle that happened in Numbers 17. We are called to fight. But it's a different type of fight. Not hold the spirit from my father's house. I command you, that is an effort in futility. Are we together? Yes, sir. There is a higher way. And that's how we are talking about this. Praise the Lord. So these are the categories of the spirits that we are dealing with. This whole atmosphere is polluted. Now, I gave you a bit of the story on Sunday. It is deep. Satan has always, his plan is that I rule here. So, I told you on Sunday, there was pre-Adamic war. Flood happened two times in the Bible. 
there was a flood that happened. So, when, so between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, you ought to know that by now. So when the scientists say that the earth is about 13, mil, 13 billion years old, they are very correct. Between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, about 13 billion years happened in between. So I said, one day when we do Bible study, we look at scripture by scripture to prove the fact that God created the first world and he created it in an orderly fashion. When Lucifer invaded heaven and he was thrown to the earth, which I believe he fell to the first heaven, God is in third heaven, there was a devastating effect of his fall and that led to the world becoming a chaotic place. So you will agree with me that God will never create something that is shapeless. God will never create something that is dark. So God created heaven and earth. Genesis 1.1. In verse 2, the Bible said the earth was void and shapeless. That wasn't God. That was the fight that took place. So Adam was the first man to be created. Adam was not the first being to be created. <laughs> Amen. See, we, I, I don't want to go fully to... Uh, so let's, let's not be off too much, right? But it's good to have a bit of this understanding. So now, when we look at these categories of evil spirits, they are different. These are not fallen angels. <laughs> so when Lucifer fell, one third of angels swallowed him. They are the ones that we call demons now. They are different from the angels that slept with women in Genesis chapter 6 that made the world that, that made God to end human race and spear Noah because that was an unholy seed and the plan of Satan was just to stop the seed of woman from coming. I think I almost got the bills now, so, but everybody's looking at me. <laughs> Hope you are getting what I'm saying. Because James chapter 1, Jude 1 6, verse 8 says that angels that left their former estates Jude 1 8. That is talking about fallen angels. There is no fallen angel on earth today. You only have demons on earth. Fallen angels are in chains in darkness, reserved unto judgments. It's very clear about that. Give me James 1 8, please. The Bible says, likewise, this fury dream, verse, verse, no, go to 6. Let's start from 6. Angels will kept not their, form, their first estate, but left their own habitation. He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness. Everybody read the last part. So they are chained. Under this world, there are five categories of darkness under the world. So you have Sheol, what they call Sheol in the Bible. You have the one that's called Tartarus in the Bible. You have the pits. Okay. <laughs> okay. Amen. Anyway, you know, too much of coming to church, I have rent to pay. I want a message that will... Bring the rent. They rob you of going deep. Whereas when you are deep, you control other things. I get what I'm saying. This is why your Christian, don't worship your need. That the only thing you want to hear is for them to talk about your need. Go deeper. The need will disappear. There are realms. Just like we have third, first, second, third heaven. When you are sent, problems will disappear. Or you are greater control because you are greater understanding. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? <laughs> Hallelujah. So the Bible said that these particular angels, so <laughs> what happened? They were the first set of people who brought the knowledge of God to the face of the earth. They were supposed to teach men the ways of I believe. Lucifer, the same way he made the fruit to look very attractive to Eve, made virgins, beautiful ladies, to be attracted to these angels, and they slept with them. So they left their former essay. They were custodians of the knowledge of God, and they were supposed to oversee men, but when they started sleeping with women, they forsook their former estates. And the Bible says immediately they were arrested, and they were sentenced, waiting for judgment. So they are in chains, they are in prison, till now. They will not come out until the judgment day. This is very direct. They, they are reserved in chains. But demons are not reserved in chains. They move around. Are you getting what I'm saying? Exactly. So we are talking about two kinds of beings. But I want to let, let's leave those who are chained alone. Says they are irrelevant. In the sense that they are coming out at the end of the day. Let's look at the ones that are not chained. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. So the Bible said that we wrestle not against. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, the story of creation is deep. When you know, you begin to understand why the Savior came. The same way, I believe that the Bible said that Jesus Christ, when he resurrected, he went to preach to the spirits that are in the prison. Some have said that some men who have died before him, there are all kinds of debate going on, but actually I tend to believe the second school of thought that this angel, Jesus went to address them to let them know that what they were supposed to do to pioneer God's will on earth and they failed, he has been able to do it. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. And because God wouldn't accept that, by that mixture, man wouldn't have produced Messiah forever. So God shut down the race and picked Noah, who was a pure breed that was not part of that perversion. That was why the flood took place. So God wasn't wicked. He was preserving something. These men, the Bible said that they gave back to giants. And these were men of great stature. Goliath came from that genealogy or that stuff. And he was not the only giant. Og, the king of Bashan in the Bible, was a giant. The Bible said that his bed was about 18 feet wild. That's what the Bible says. So they were giants. So when they went to promised land, they saw giants there. And they said, well, like grass upper before them. These were the residue of the race after the flood. If it's a student, I will give a message to you. The angels can transform to a student and say something. When Pastor Debbie was very young, he was lost in the forest. Many of you have heard him say that story before. And from nowhere, as a little boy, and because they said his sister was somewhere, I know no GSM then, and they walked... And as a little boy, he was lost in a thick forest. And a white dog just showed up from nowhere. Wagged his tail at him as he followed me. And he followed, the dog got to the front of their house. It, he ran inside to tell them when they came out, he didn't see the dog again. He shall give his angel charge over thee. That's what the Bible says. To bear you up, lest you dash your foot. It's not our business to look for them or pray to your angel. <laughs> Hallelujah. But they. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is someone blessed? Yes, this is awesome, right? Yes, Glory to God. Oh, you are not shouting as if it's awesome. <laughs> Can I hear men? It's amazing to realize that we are covered at all times. Isn't that beautiful? To know that we are covered at all times. So these are a few examples. So these are ministering spirits that are sent to minister to saints. So Part of them must have been the people that came down to Sodom and Gomorrah. So they can take the form of an ordinary human being when they want to deliver a message. So they are the fifth category. They are the only ones who deal with men. Cherubims don't really deal with us here. Seraphims don't accept to appear there. The living creatures don't. But the archangels also show to between the two. Archangel Gabriel brought a message to Mary. It was the same angel that brought the message to Zechariah and the Bible. So they bring messages. But the fifth set of angels are here with us. And every Christian has gone out. This is the interesting thing. Sometimes you begin to know that it takes revelation of the Holy Spirit to know the plan of God. So Satan does not know the plan of God. Oh, too many, too much has been arrogated to Satan in our generation. He doesn't know. He does not know the Bible. Satan knows the letter. And the Bible says the letter kills it. If you understood the Bible, you wouldn't crucify Jesus Christ. He helped the man that came to die to die. Confusion. Somebody came to die and you killed him. You just helped him. Satan doesn't know because nobody understands scriptures. I put it on Facebook yesterday, except by the Holy Spirit. And Satan does not have the Holy Spirit. So he cannot understand. For all scriptures are written by the inspiration of God. So without the inspiration of the Spirit of God, you can never understand the Bible. And the Holy Spirit is not in Satan. So he cannot understand. So he knows the letter. Like atheists read the letter and they abuse us the more. But the letter killed it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? So he's permitted to understand letter but does not know the spirit. So he has no revelation. He has no capacity for revelation. But the spirit of God reveals things to his people in his words. So, <laughs> praise the Lord. Are you following me? So these fifth ones are here and every Christian, you have angels around you. I don't know how many of them, but somebody once said, Jesus said they could ask for 12 legions, which will mean 72,000 angels. One legion is about 6,000. 
So Jesus Christ said 12 legions because there were 12 of them in the garden. <laughs> Judas had fallen, so he was no more with them. He collected money, betrayed Jesus. So by the time they came to arrest Jesus, he was with the crowd. But Jesus was with the remaining 11. So Jesus plus the remaining 11 makes 12. So he said 12 legions. That means there can be one legion of angels watching over one Christian. And that means 6,000 angels. Now, it's not a theory. It's not a doctrine. But it's just an assumption from what we are seeing in the word of God. Well, maybe you don't even need 6,000. One angel killed 185,000 soldiers under Sennacherib, Isaiah 37. If one angel did that, how many will 6,000 kill? But their mission is not to kill, they are to protect saints. Hallelujah. Because Africans are, we are, you are warfare conscious. Kill all my enemies. So, <laughs> but they, they watch over saints. That's how they are called ministry spirit. So they are the fifth category. But now, this is the division of the, of, of the kingdom of darkness. Principalities, power, rulers of darkness of this world, wicked spirits in heavenly places. Now, some of them don't visit the earth. Remember, in our study, just always bear in mind that these are different from fallen angels in Genesis. Fallen angels in Genesis were angels of authority. I believe that they were supposed to do what Jesus came to do, to teach men knowledge. But when they fell by sleeping with women, they became angels in prison. Jude 1, 6. So they were sent up till now. They are in chains, in darkness. That's what the Bible says. Waiting for judgment. But these ones are not in chain in darkness. They are around. But then, so when we pray, when we function every day, these are the guys we have found out. This is the mystery. Angels are around every Christian. Satan does not know. God to ask jokers. There are some of you here, and there are people all over the world, even there are unbelievers, who have been listed by the Father to become great, to do great things on earth for the name of Jesus Christ. Satan doesn't know them. If he does, he will kill them. When many got born again, he said he was always seeing angels in his room. And the angels are always looking at him. As if, as I said, I said, always every night, every night, we'll say about three of them. Always looking at him as if, he said the look on their face was saying something like, what does God see in this guy that I say we should be watching over him? He said, he said that's a look like, like <laughs> that not be this guy, you know? And it's like that with many, see, when Satan doesn't know what you will become. So, he did not know exactly which of the virgin had given birth to Moses, so he killed all the children. If he knew, he would have spared the rest, he would have just gone for Moses. When it was the turn of Jesus Christ, so he did not know which one, so he killed everybody. He made error to waste everybody. But then, the baby Jesus survived. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Many times, that is why, you begin to understand now, why God does not show you the end of your assignment from the beginning. He knows everything. There are things, if you know and you talk about them, you trap yourself. The day someone like Pastor Deboe walk up to the altar to give his life as a lecturer, if the devil saw seven to ten million redeemed members, all demons would be ordered to face that one person. That's what the Bible said. If he had known, he would have not crucified the Lord of glory. So there are things that God will not let him know. And in his wisdom, he won't let you know because you are going to say it. Ordinary Joseph's brother, hearing his vision, wanted to kill. How much more Satan? If your own blood brothers are angry not to sell you, the one that is not your brother, that, <laughs> that one will do and undo. So God will save. He will not want to tell you. So many times you are there struggling in your room, wondering what will happen. Wondering, you are looking for money. You are wondering why things are not. But what is about your life is bigger than what you are seeking. Amen. Hallelujah. That was what I put to Saul. Nobody had a clue also. You will see this pattern in the Bible. The king, they were looking for a king. It was the man that was very shy because he was too tall. Very shy that God had chosen. And he didn't know. He was looking for his father's asses. And when he met her, all he wanted to ask somewhere was, I was told you are a prophet. She be in a sea. You shall be sea. Where are the, where are the horses? And Samuel said, ah, your, the matters of your life, they are bigger than horses. He said, when you left your city yesterday, they have found the horses. God arranged that to bring you here. Many times, God, God arranges needs to bring you to center of his purpose, which is bigger than the need. If Anna was not barren, 
she wouldn't pray for Samuel. She would give birth to five and train them like Elikana's children, the Peninnah's children. And nothing, nothing, nothing substantial came from their life. There's something about when you wait for certain things, at times you are more serious with those things when they come. Because in the course of waiting, you will understand the purpose of that thing. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. So when a Christian is waiting, don't feel bad. <laughs> amen. amen. Somebody shout amen. amen. This is why we are full of joy, regardless of what we pass through. Yes, the hand is beautiful. We are secured in Christ. Hallelujah. So let's go back to... So, <laughs> He doesn't know what to know. Great things will come from your life. Great plans. Once, once, Pastor, today Bakari told us that the day, one day when we see Pastor Deboe, when he was still a pastor with him, and as we were fellowshipping together, the power of God came down mightily. And Pastor Deboe prayed for him. If Pastor Bakari fell down, Pastor Deboe fell down, the two of them fell down, passed out for a long time to show the kind of power that was available that night. Just the two of them in the room. When he got back to his car and he was coming to Lagos, he nearly died on the road. Satan saw that this one has received something. The same way he appeared to Lester Somra shortly after uh, Smetugus prayed for him. When he seized the seed, and that was how I started introducing him to on Sunday, that was why those angels came down to start sleeping with women. Just to truncate the seed that God gave a promise that it, the seed of the woman will bruise your head. The seed must not come because a contaminated race can never, can never bring about the seed. But Noah was the joker and nobody know. He was born. His father said something when he gave back to him. He said, this one will deliver us from the earth that the Lord has caused. Genesis chapter 5. And nobody knew that the father said that to the baby. So Noah received the seed as a deliverer. But Noah was protected. Nobody knew. He was just a gentleman doing his own thing. So by the time the whole entire world was shut down, God started a new race through Noah. And shortly after that, the perversion entered again. So it started with Abraham. See, God calling for people and pioneering something new. I get what I'm saying. You know the interesting thing? All of you here, you are called. That's why you are here. That's, that's why you are in Christ. He called you. There's something about you. Begin to take seriously what I'm sharing with you. That you might begin to walk in the reality of your true calling. There is more to you than you are seeing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. So, there was war in heaven. Revelation 12, 11. Let's read. And this is very interesting. Let's start from verse. So, are you, are you following me? It's interesting. Praise the Lord. Let's start from verse 9. You know, the Bible says, let's start from 6 or 7. Where at the beginning of the battle. Verse 7. And there was war in heaven. This is interesting. If there was war in heaven, don't, don't, <laughs> you should expect war in your life at times. Amen. Hallelujah. There was war in heaven, heaven. Michael and his angel fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought against his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore for them in heaven. And the great dragon was, the Bible calls him great. That old serpent called devil and Satan, which deceived the old world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out. This is where principalities, power, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places came from. He was thrown to the earth and I heard a loud voice saying, Now is come salvation, strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. It was regional that said that how does the devil accuse Christians day and night before God? How does he do it? He does it to other Christians. Anytime you begin to say negative things about other Christians, because you have access to the throne, Satan does not really have access to the throne anymore. When you say things as a Christian, as a priest, you are helping him carry out his ministry of accusation. Are you following me? And the Bible, so Bible says, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. This is where I want to start from. Who are this day? And they over go back in by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. All the day, go to Psalm 104, Psalm 103, verse 20. Psalm 103, verse 20. Let's do something from there. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. They love not their lives even unto death. 
Psalm 103, verse 20. Praise the Lord. I just want to get us to how to fight. They fight. How to your role in this spiritual battle going on. This whole thing. Lucifer is still believing. Somebody, one of the scientists, one of the, you know, these new age guys in America talking that your God is telling you to forgive people, but why hasn't he forgiven Satan? You know, some people are just very funny. They force that Satan does not want to be forgiven. He still believes that he will reign. And what gives him that kind of gods when the first word ended, which I told that the first word must be about 13 billion years old, they, they that was where you are dinosaur. It is true. Dinosaur is what is described in the book of Job as Leviathan. One day, I will show you some Peristone's teaching with... These are stuff from archaeologists who are even not Christians, who have discovered that truly giants lived on earth. And all those things that they see in forests of rock, they are true. Hallelujah. And in India, wherever, one of the things that scientists saw where they saw elephants with grass in its mouth... And that the thing froze like that. That was the effect of when God, I will show you from Isaiah, when the Lord said that, and God was angry and he turned the world upside down. That wasn't the time of now, because in the time of now, he did not turn the world upside down. That must have been a pre-Adamic world. Because for the world to have turned upside down, you know the way the earth is towards the sun, and if it tilts a little, it will either fry or it will freeze. When God turned the world upside down, it actually froze then, and that was what happened to that animal. It was an instant judgment. It caused the world to be flooded and it caused the world to be destroyed. Lucifer was left hanging. And when God created the new race, Adam, to repeat and to have authority that Lucifer lost when he became proud. So man became his arch enemy. And because he came down, he successfully defeated man and legally take the authority from man. He still believes that he can turn entire human race against God. And in sincerity, in all truth, there are more people serving Satan or not than serving God right now. So there is hope for Lucifer. So he believes with everything in him that it's just a matter of time. He knows that when God speaks, he cannot fail. But something he also tells us if we try more, we can turn the whole world against God. Either God will animate everybody or I win. That's what Satan is thinking. That's why he's moving all nations. And he attacks more where there are saints. Nations where nobody's preaching the gospel again, they are at peace. And some ignorant people will come on Facebook and say, hey, well, why are they saying we should pray? They are not praying in Norway. They are not praying this one, and there's no crime. They're this one. That is why there's no crime. That's the reason. It doesn't disturb those who don't disturb him. Somebody needs to start answering. They, anyway, they, they, they are not Christians, so they cannot understand. So, have you heard that before? I am giving you the answer right now. It doesn't. But wherever the gospel is, it will come there with war, famine, poverty. If Nigeria prospers, that we can travel anywhere in the world at any time, there are ushers in Nigeria who will enter some European nations and be healing the sick and be doing crusade. Satan knows. A fight any nation. You see what Adolf Hitler killed two million Jews. You see this vicious hatred against the seed of God. And right now, nations are still around. Try to, try to. Anywhere the seed of God is, there must be. Hallelujah. Are you getting me? When those nations get born again today and receive life, these, these categories of evil spirit will descend again and begin their destructive work there. They want to kill as many as possible so that the gospel does not reach them. That's part of the plan. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So, Bless the Lord, this angel that excel. So, Sam, bless the Lord, ye his angel that excel in strength, that do his commandments, akin to the voice of his word. Say amen. amen. I want you to observe this verse very well. The Bible didn't say, hearkening to his word. And it's not saying, hearkening to his voice. It's a combination of two words. Hearkening to the voice of his word. His word is voice activated. If there is no voice, so angels excel in strength when they hear the voice of the word of God. Who is this voice or who are these people? The church. 
Say amen. amen. I want to share something with you. Now, this way I want to stop. Listen to me very well. What you say affects the angels as they engage the voice of darkness. Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Let's look at something from there. Ecclesiastes 5. Ecclesiastes 5. You will get to a point out my prayer. You will be walking on the street and just speaking the word of God. When you do that, angels are suppressing, destroying demons. Satanic activities in your family, around you, around your house, on your streets, in your office, they will be suspended and they start crumbling down when there is a voice of the word coming from a Christian. This is why speaking and what you say is a serious business in the school of the spirits. Jesus put it this way, Matthew chapter 12, start from around verse 37. You shall be condemned by your words or you shall be justified by your... Oh, this is where I feel sorry for a lot of Christians. Every time somebody comes and they start, you know, I don't know what I'm going through. I don't know why your angel, angels watching over you, can become so helpless, you can render them ineffective by the words that you speak. We just read now, they ex- excel in strength. Actually, to what fuels their energy are the spiritual words coming from a Christian. What causes them to freeze are words of unbelief, words of confusion coming from a Christian. So that made God keep thy food when you go to the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give sacrifice of fools. You begin to understand that words are very important. Verse 2. Be not rash with thy mouth. Let not your heart be asked to utter anything. Verse 3. For a, verse 4. When you vow, make sure you pay. I'm going to verse 5 and 6 precisely. Now look at the next verse. Go on. Better is that thou should not vow, that you should vow and not pay. 6. Suffer not thy mouth to cause thy flesh to sin. Neither say thou before the angel. It was an error. Wherefore should God be angry at thy voice and destroy? Ooh. See thou a Christian who starts business and is not flourishing? He's calling for the destruction by himself, one way or the other. The Bible said there are things you can say that God will get angry and the works of your hand will start destroy, getting destroyed. It is out, how did you get born again? With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession. You mean you said something and you were translated from kingdom of darkness to light immediately. That shows that what matters most is God's kingdom is what? Not fasting and prayer. Words. In fact, your prayer should ride on your words. When you first of all speak the word of God, then you pray. A person can fast for 40 days without eating and destroy the effect of that 40 days by saying the wrong things. So, Revelation of Gobah, did you see that? So the Bible says, they overcame by the blood of lamb. That is not, you would think that was talking about the angels. No, the church. The angels were the ones fighting. <laughs> but their strength was coming from what being spoken by saints. How did I get to know that? The Bible said they love not their lives unto death. Angels don't die. So the Bible must not be talking about angels. Is that right? Then the Bible said they overcame by the blood of the lamb. Angels cannot plead the blood of the lamb. Only saints can. Jesus did not die for angels. I'm going to shock you. Angels cannot love God. Angels are loyal to God. Only Christians can say, Father, I love you. There is no record in the Bible of any angel saying, Lord, I love you. They are not created to do that. They are ministering spirit. They are absolutely and perfectly loyal to the master. But loyalty is different from love. Only saints. Are, that's why angels cannot preach the gospel. So when they wanted to lead Cornelius to Christ, they appeared to Cornelius. But they said, oh, God, I guess something I won't tell you. You need Jesus, but I cannot lead you to Christ. So I will tell you where you can be led to Christ. Go. Acts chapter 10. There is a man called Peter. He will tell you what by which you shall be saved. An angel appeared to him and he did not save him. He told him that go to Peter. I can appear, but I don't have that authority. It's beyond my jurisdiction to get you to be saved. But I can tell you who can help you to be saved. 
In the scheme of things, God first, man next, angels next. Did you hear Paul say we shall judge angels? Yes. It, it say, that doesn't mean that in heaven we call them and say, Jamaica, uh, uh, <laughs> so what happened to my car? Did you, judge angels means that our words, our words will affect their actions. Say amen. Ah, if Christians all over the world are speaking the words of God day and night, when people wake up in the morning, after worship, they begin to speak. Because the spirit we have is a speaking spirit. Don't keep quiet. Can I hear amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. When the Christian wakes up and she says, Greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world. It is written, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. I am born of God. I have overcome the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even my faith. Angels are jumping. You have given them energy. You have given them something to work with. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, you speak. Light is shining. Souls are coming to Jesus Christ. As I go out, I'm blessing the city. I'm blessing the field. In the name of Jesus Christ, the wicked bows at the gate of the righteous. Today, in our nation, the righteous, they are winning. Angels are strengthened. And demons are defeated. There can be an atmosphere that demons cannot operate in. It can be too charged for them. And guess what? There can be an atmosphere that angels will withdraw from. When a village is fully given to idolatry, especially when they begin to dabble into blood issues, blood sacrifice, they call. One man said that majority of the demons are still in abyss, but that they come out as human beings are pulling them out. So there are steps taken on earth that will release more demons on earth. It is true. One of some things are this perversion of sleeping with animals. When, when, so, when a nation embraces such, they open a gate that they shouldn't open. More demons will invade, violence will come in, more perversion will come in, and they are calling for judgment. When people do that. Because God never created man to live that way. So there are things that people can do. We open doors. And when these demons infiltrate, when there are too many, the angels will just withdraw. So they become the controllers of that area. Who is controlling your streets? Who is controlling what is going on in your family? Many times, many of you here, ministry, spirit ministry, you are frustrated because you are too quiet. They are like, don't you know this is how we operate? We want to bring things to so you, want to give you victory, but you are not talking. You don't say, oh yeah, go and get me a car. No, you just begin to speak the words of God because they are at the commands of the Lord, not at your command. But as you are speaking, something is happening. The activities will multiply. The time has come for Christians all over the world. This is the word of God. It's word of life. I will show you the parallel. Numbers chapter 17. Let me just read this to you and then we we'll close. Are you getting what I'm saying tonight? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. By what? The word of their testimony. As saints were testifying on that. As they were pleading the blood on that. Angels were having victories in the heavenlies. And all battles manifest or not, but they are fought many times in the first heaven. That was what happened to Daniel. When you have victory there, you will have victory here. I get what I'm saying. Yes. yes. Whatever is going on is just a shadow. The main thing is happening there. When the spirit is dislodged over a city, people will stop, revival will enter that city and all kinds of vices will go down. When a spirit is delivered over a family, in a matter of months or thereabouts, everybody in just start having breakthroughs. These ones are getting, my things are just happening, positive things are just, getting, are just happening because the territorial spirit is defeated. Yes. But the way to fight is the word. Not to tie gaily. So yeah, tie it very well. Are you ready? I was watching one day, they were boxing Satan on TV. But <laughs> see, the demon will sit down, cross leg, and laugh. <laughs> we, we have occupied these people. Say, match the devil. We match you. We match you. We match you. Who did that in the Bible? <laughs> and the demon you are matching is standing behind you. Know, boy. <laughs> the angel will just father and say, okay, they need exercise. Let them, <laughs> let them exercise. <laughs> Hallelujah. And verse, verse 4. Is it from 4? Yeah. I want to see where they, where they started fighting. Other verses that. 
The Bible said there was war. I know it's number 17. Um, go down, go down more. If you see the verse, just say where the fight started in number 17. I know it's number 17. Against the Amalekites. What verse is that? Oh, we don't have too many Bible scholars here. I don't know scriptures. I know some, but not. So, the one I, if I ask you to, okay. Oh, that's a sorry. It's Exodus 17. I'm sorry. Exodus 17. See, nobody corrected me. Know the word. It's be good for us. Eh? I know some. I don't know all of them. So, <laughs> not Exodus 17. I want to see where the fight started. What verse is that? If you see it, verse 8. The man with our Bible received the spirit of revelation. <laughs> then came Amalekites and fought with Israel in Raphidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose out men and go out and fight the Amalekites. And tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Everybody say the rod. The rod. That is the word. Say it. Say that's the word. word. Say it louder. There was war and Moses just said, you know what? Go and fight. He said, Joshua, you go and fight. When we see war, we just don't fight. There is something I will do. I'm going to climb the hill with the rod in my hand. It has a lot to do with these fights. Now, look at the next verse. Joshua did as Moses said to him and for the Amalekites. And Moses and Aaron and all went up to the top of the hill. Next verse. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he laid down his hand, Amalekite when I read this story, it touches me. So I feel so sorry for those soldiers who died. For the Bible to have recorded that when Moses pulled down his hand, Amalekite prevailed, it must have taken Moses a while to observe. They were fighting. They were winning. Then he got tired. He did like this. Then he saw soldiers die. Then he did like this. And they were winning. Then he did like this. And they were dying. So there's something going on. Aaron and all to notice that, hey, hey, when you brought down your hand, some of our guys died. Those guys that died, they died like that. It becomes necessary in life to mind carefully who you follow. Paul said to Timothy that I've taught you things. He said, what I've taught you, share with others, knowing of whom you have lent them. Leadership, it can be a blessing or a curse. It's a serious thing. When David numbered the people that he ought not to do, the angel of destruction killed over 20,000 people, but nobody died in David's family. Those people were not part of. Even the, the commander-in-chief, Joab, Joab told David, why don't number them? But it was the king. His word prevailed. He said, go. Thank God I New Testament, we all have access to Christ, but we still follow people. That's why personal relationship with Holy Spirit, you can, there's no substitution for it. So that when there is a deviation, the Lord will tell you. There is no man that is infallible except the man that holds on to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ forever. So when you follow a person and is beginning to deviate, if you have a personal contact with God, you will know. If you don't, you can be a victim of... Yeah. When I say leadership, it matters if you are the husband, it matters if you are the firstborn. These strategic positions are very important. If you are the owner of your company, this is very important. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Anyway, so <laughs> that's why all ladies that are here, mind who you marry. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. When you're a good person and you're under a bad person, they must enjoy it. Actually, when whatever the person takes will affect you. If they can't get you, but they can get you under somebody they can get, they will afflict you. They will torment you. The same David that was playing, an evil spirit will depart from Saul. Saul took javelin. Thank God the guy dodged it. If he didn't dodge, David, anointed of God, would have died in the palace by the stupidity and the foolishness of one king, Saul. Who invited him? He came to help him, but he wanted to throw javelin at the same guy. Because evil Holy Spirit left Paul and Saul, and evil spirits occupied him. Don't be under somebody that, is, that has an evil spirit. 
Are you with me? You can be possessed, but you can suffer the effects of the person you are under. So they put the stone under Moses' hand and the hand stayed. How did they win? They rod. As long as the rod was lifted up, Joshua was winning. In the case of the angels fighting, so that means battles are fought on two different fronts. There are two uh, areas. There is the one you are seeing. When you are look, when you are working your office, as you do your job every day, you are fighting physically. But there is a realm of the spirit above your head. What gives victory in that realm is to uphold your rod and lift it up. And that rod is the word of God. Now, because you are a Christian, what happened was that Joshua was a warrior. Moses was a prophet. But in the New Testament, God has given us the two combinations. So the Bible said that he has made unto us kings. He had made us kings and priests. So in those days, priests will carry the ark, the priests. The king will go and fight. So the ark of covenant will get to the battle. The kings will be fighting. The priests will stay with the ark. Samuel never joined them to fight. But Samuel will stay with the ark. The priest, by staying with the ark, will give them spiritual strength to win the battle, but the kings will lead the battle. But in New Testament, every Christian is a priest and a king together. Oh, say amen to that. Yeah. Are you feeling the word? Yeah. I don't like a quiet church. Yes. When we love the word, we should shout. You shout it when you want to buy goose. <laughs> Hallelujah. If I am preaching and my word is getting to you, shout. Otherwise, I'll just go and sit down. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, how we receive the word matters a lot, really. Angels are here. I am sure they are so proud of what I'm telling you. They are proud of me. And they are proud of all of us. I feel them. I know they are around. And demons are mad. Why is he telling them? All over this way, God should open your eyes. There are innumerable company of angels here tonight. They are happy that I'm telling you this stuff. Because they, they, they respect you. They honor you. But the one they serve, our Heavenly Father, loves you. So you are important to them. Hallelujah. They said angels learn about God by watching how God deals with you. If they want to understand God's mercy, they too do, they, they watch how God deals with a Christian to teach them mercy. It is true. Because for them, they are spirit beings. That's why one of them wondered, and David said it, what is man that thou art mindful of? He puzzles angel every now and then. What I mean? They see you, you are bedroom, having your bath and using toilets. And they shine in light and they are told to be watching over. They are just wondering. These are beings that are full of power. The Bible said they are selling strength. Imagine Michael watching over you. You are snoring and the guy is watching. So they, was, so they asked themselves, what is man? That, that am I, or son of man. They saw the same person that they went to fight victory, did things for. Now you are arguing at home and insulting somebody. So they keep asking. And it's part of what you are doing. God is still saying that she is very precious to me. Stay with her. So they're like, what, what is man that thou art mindful of? <laughs> Amen. They watch all that. They saw you when Pastor La announced giving in church and you went to buy jeans. <laughs> and you bought something. And they are still with you. And they notice that the grace of God hasn't decreased. God says, yes, yes, you ought not to do that, but I still love her. So the angels are wondering, ah, they saw you in the morning saying, I want to pray by 5 a.m. All you agree is sleeping. You started by shaking your leg on the bed. Same 10 minutes after that, you are gone again. And they say, what is man? You want to pray in the night. You are watching film till 1 a.m. And they don't watch film. At your city room, they are just like this. Everybody's praying. She's watching African magic. And then, the Yoruba version. Like, what is man? That thou art mindful of. They don't understand this mystery. They saw in a church everybody worshiping, lifting up their hands. You are sitting down. You know, many times at home we are worshiping God. As it happened to you, it has happened to me many times. I am praying, I'm singing, but I'm sitting down. One day I was worshiping God and I crossed leg on my table. It just occurred to me that this is not, 
you are worshiping Heavenly Father. Oh, they cross leg. And I put my hand on the table. I put my two legs on the table, singing. When they hear Jehovah, Elohim, they go flat. Angels don't need them. They fall on their face. That was what Abraham did in Genesis 17. When God spoke to Abraham also, he went down on his face. The day you experience an anointing in your room, you will fall down. Divine presence. It's not that God pushes people. Now, the time that when God speaks to you, your room, most likely it will be on your face will fall. It doesn't push people down. What happens is that the energy of God or the prayers of God is so strong for a mortal man to stand. And when the king stands, all other things must bow. It's a command. You have no choice. Are you following me? This is very important. Hallelujah. The word. Let's stop here tonight. Shall we rise? God bless you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I have decided that where is this to follow this pattern? It's time to go straight into the meat of the world and leave milk alone. Hallelujah. When the meeting ends tonight, on your way home, begin to put the word of God in your mouth. One of the things you can do, many times when I go to church, I don't judge someone down. As the message is coming from, I'm taking a decision. A decision will remind you of the message more than a sermon. If you talk about prayer, for instance, and it's touching me, I will write on my seat, decide that when I get home tonight, I'm going to pray one extra hour. By saying that, by making that decision, I have justified the message more than just. If I jot at times, I don't go back to it. See, I'm like many of us. So many times I jot and I don't go back to it. But if I take a decision, if you think about giving, I make up my mind on what I'm going to do about my giving. If you talk about being pure in heart, I make up my mind about what I need to deliver from my heart. That way, it helps me to practice the word more. What are you going to do about tonight's message? I've said many things. Firstly, everybody get tonight's message. Download. Amazing. Forget it. You have said many things you've forgotten right now, but listen over and over again. Number two, even as you are going home, begin to pray in tongues and begin to speak the word of God even as you are going home. And practice something. Do something unusual before you sleep tonight. Something away from your normal thing. Don't just fall on your bed and sleep. Sleep intentionally. Sit down first. Do some things before you sleep. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, the anointing of God is here. Glory to your name. Father, we bless your name. Thank you for your word. We ask that you help all of us to be doers in the name of Jesus Christ. Shout a living amen. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.